who are standing before us, who are sitting on the sides. Father, we come before you this hour now, Father, understanding, God, that you're still our Lord, our Savior, our God. And he reminds us, remember this, be still and know that you are God. So, Father, we worship you in stillness, but we understand that you are God, that you've already worked it out for us. The victory is ours. So, God, as you go forth today, dear Lord, we release your power in this place. Yes, Lord. Release your power in this atmosphere. Yes, let preaching be easy. Let anointing fall. Let hearts be mended. Let mouths be mended. Let, let spirit of your love rest the rule of body. Whew, glory. So God, this word, ha, let it be refreshing. Mm. Hallelujah, Lord. Let it increase one's faith. Hallelujah, Father. Ha, speak to our hearts now, God. Let us come before this altar today, dear Lord. Set free. Free indeed. Liberated. Prophesy to thy people today, Father. Hallelujah, God. Go between the pews today, Father. Between the chairs today, Father. Hallelujah. Lift them up, dear Lord, to thy presence. And with thy hand, you anoint them now, dear God. Wherever they may be, when they view us, watching, laying, standing, hearing, driving, Father. Meet them at their crossroad today, dear Lord. Give them the, the pathway towards more greater righteousness, dear Father. As for me, Father, place me upon the potter's wheel. I am a broken man as I break myself, dear Lord. Form me into the man of God you call me to be with thy hand, dear Lord, now. Woo, with anointing from on high, dear Lord. Fall fresh upon me, dear Lord. And breathe the breath of life into me, Father. So when I speak, I speak only with the clarity and precision that you would have for me. For thy people, dear Lord. As I decrease, God, you become great. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We all said, Amen and Amen. Amen and Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> so enthused and excited about today. Um, woo! Mark the second chapter. Let's get right into it. Mark the second chapter, the first to the twelfth. Um, scriptures <laughs> coming from the NIV version. We're in a series called The Power of Faith. The Power of Faith. You'll hear over the next 12 months or so, we're really dealing with how we change the way we think of ourselves as believers. And we think of ourselves as we seek to be successful in this new year, this new decade. And a lot of people are focused on the new 2020, the new year. I'm focused on the new decade. I, the new year, yes, we'll, we'll deal with the, the new year. A lot of things are happening in this new year, but I'm expecting this decade to be one on fire for the Lord. Amen? Mm -hmm. I'm expecting God to do some miraculous things in your life, my life, their life, his life, your life, her life, and the lives of those who are connected to him. I'm expecting testimonies to go forth, how we witness how God came into our life and turned things around and took amen. us and catapulted us up to go greater glory. Amen? Yes, amen? And I'm believing that. I'm believing that for you, and that's my prayer. Woo, I'm excited about it. Amen. Here we go. Mark the second chapter, the first, the 12th verse. And I'll read it for you in the NIV version of it. New International Version. Uh, Jesus forgave, forgives and heals. Oh, that's the title. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Verse, verse 1 says, A few days later when Jesus began, Jesus again entered Capernaum, which is his home, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, you are your sins are forgiven. Now, verse 6, now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that, they said. He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. Get up, take your mat, and walk. 
But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, verse 11, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. They were amazed. They were in awe, and they said, We have never seen anything like this. I'm going to come to you under the topic of today. Get up and walk. Get up and walk. Amen. You may rest in presence of this most high God. Let's put some things into context. Put some things into context. Uh, we're 2020 is a great year for us. We are moving, relocating our Sunday worship service into a new location in three Sundays. Well, four Sundays. We have three Sundays left here. The fourth Sunday, first Sunday of February, we'll be in our new location. We'll be in our new location. We'll launch April 5th. April 5th, we'll launch this new wonderful church in this new place called Kennedy Middle School right there over there in the heart of Steel Creek where we worship and serve. We're moving from this industrial plaza right here where we are <coughs> into the center of the communities for all to see. See, in the industrial community, we have a hedge around us. You can't see us when you drive by. We're surrounded by other businesses. So on the weekends, there's no life here. And so it's really limiting to us. But uh, we wanna, we're moving to a place where it's crowded. Somebody say crowded. It's crowded. It's crowded. There's other churches there. There's other houses there. It's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people in that vicinity. There's a couple of schools right connected to right next to one. Three schools really touching one another. It's crowded. It's crowded. But we are strategically moving ourselves in a place so we can get in the way of God. Amen. We're getting in the way of God. We are using our faith our faith, having great faith, to move in, in the midst of the crowd, but and to position ourselves so that God can use us. So we can be touched by God. So a miracle called the ELC can emerge in the midst of, of a crowded field of people who are longing for an experience from God. But we're doing so because it's part of the next phase of our journey. God is going to heal bodies and minds and spirits in this new place. God is going to do some miraculous things because we're moving by faith to get in the way of God. Yes, yes. To get in his pathway, to, to get connected to him, to, to really be exposed to his power and his glory. We're moving from the industrial into the community so that God can use us mightily Amen. and bless those who are connected to this church. God is going to release the power of prophecy, the power of, of faith, and, and the power of leadership in this new place that he's moving us into. We're taking our mats and we're moving around into yes. God. Yes. God's going to make this house a place of prayer, this house a place of his anointing, this house a place where people come to be retooled, refreshed, and healed, a place where prophecy, those who gather will have prophecy in them who will speak prophetically into their situation to change the course of their life. They will walk with the authority that God has already given to us. That's what we're positioning ourselves for. We're going to continue to expand the three pillars. The three pillars here of our church are this, these three things. We find that these three things will, are the things that we'll focus, we will focus on, but that will move us forward mightily to get greater witnesses of how God's power is running through this house of prayer, this house of worshipers, this house where God, people come by great faith expecting God to do some things in their lives and God is doing those things in their lives. We're focusing on being more spiritually sound, being more connected to God going to 2020. We want to be able to worship him, praise him, and feel the anointing fall down and break the yoke of bondage. And when you walk into the house of God called the ELC, you walk into a high measure of his anointing where deliverance occurs. Mm -hmm. We're going back to the prophetic word. We're excited about that. It's time to continue to, to grow in maturity as a new church. Amen? Amen. Number two, spiritually. Number two, excuse me, educationally. Education is the key. We tell our kids to get a solid education. But then we or go into our adult lives as, as Christians, remaining as new Christians, remaining as those early born sheep, 
not fully mature in our walk. We don't want that to be the testimony of those who are connected to the ELC. We want to be the testimony is that they came, they went to Bible study, they have, we have classes on a regular basis on Thursdays to teach you about your finances, your family, your health, your wealth, your spirituality. We want to be education to be a, a, a standard here at this church. So we have this space that we have here just for that. We got it so we can teach. Amen? Amen. We lead from the front. We lead from the front. Here at the ELC, the last thing we talk spiritually, educationally, and financially. We believe we've been doing from the, this church started with the financial peace classes that Dave Ramsey put together. Before we even were a church, we were having financial peace classes. <laughs> Over a year before we even opened the doors of the church, we had two or three financial peace classes because we believe that your personal finances should be strong. That your debt should be decreased, if not totally eliminated. For those of you who got college loans, we want to believe that uh, Sally Mae becomes your friend. We want to believe in debt reduction of your college loans. Amen? Amen. Amen. Take them away, God. Take them away. Mm-hmm. That trick. You know, they tricked you into giving, you know, some of us went to those smaller colleges and they tricked us into getting those loans and said, you get a refund. I get a refund? Yeah, you get a refund, which means you get money in your pocket. Hey, money in my pocket? Mm-hmm. And you took it, thinking that it was money to flow with. Mm-hmm. And that money is still, it's multiplied your debt since you took that refund. Amen? So we want to work on being financially strong. We want to continue to create a culture of entrepreneurship, small business owners, and those who have expansive careers here in the greater area of Charlotte. Those are the three things. So spiritually, educationally, and financially. That's our focus. But we have to put ourselves in the way of God by utilizing great faith for our miracles to happen. Here, in this passage of scripture, mm-hmm. Jesus is just that. He's come across those who had great faith. They had great faith. They moved from a place where it was crowded. They moved into a crowded place. But because they had great faith, they put themselves in the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They found a hole in the roof and they dropped the paralyzed man down so that Jesus can come close to him and heal him. Much like this church, we are positioning ourselves. They position themselves with faith. What's amazing here in the first part of the scripture, Mark, Mark the second chapter, the first through second room, there's some miracles. We're talking about miracles today. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. He's home. He's home. It says here, uh, in verse 2, they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. What was amazing, the first miracle was Jesus had a full room. You say, how is that a miracle? Jesus had a full room and he was home. How is that a miracle? Well, I'll tell you how it's a miracle. It's a miracle because in Mark 4, Mark 6, Mark chapter 6, verse 4 through 6, it says, Jesus says to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown, his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could do not, he could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The first miracle was Jesus was home and he had a full room. It's a miracle. See, sometimes in our life, we have to identify those little miracles that we often look past. We take it for granted. We take it for granted. You got up this morning. Some people are like, yeah, I'm supposed to get up in the morning. Not everybody got up this morning. That's right. And in in my immaturity as a young man in the old church, they would always get up and start off. We had testimony service. Y'all remember testimony service? Yeah, I remember. And they used to get up and say, I want to thank God for getting me up this morning. I'm like, man, that is not just the tri- most trivial thing to say. Until you get older. That's right. <laughs> and you realize that not all your friends got up. That's right. That's right. 
And when you realize how difficult it was through the course of the night, how you suffered in your illness, but yet and still, you were able to get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So we can't even look past the little miracles in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know? The, the handshakes of the pe person that encourages you along the way. The, 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 the word, uh, good morning, how you doing, uh, good to see you, the things that, that encourages you to continue to fight the good fight of the faith. You know, it's the little miracles that keeps us motivated, keeps us going. Mm -hmm. Jesus had to, um, I mean, it says two cha four chapters later that in your hometown, you're not respected. In your hometown, even your relatives give you a hard time. In your hometown, Mm -hmm. In your own home. Right. Sometimes it's hard just to get respect in your own home. To be honored in your own home. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I'm going to get respect in my house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's my house. If it's anywhere else in America, we get brutalized, talked about, sped upon, <laughs> crucified on a regular basis by society. You shouldn't have it happen in your own house. Right? Mm -hmm. Amen. So defend your house, everybody. Defend your house, men. Defend your house. Defend your house. There may be times where you may think that the anointing is not upon you. Most often, those are those times that we go through our life where, where people around you are too familiar with you. They become too familiar with you. Even in the church, sometimes people don't, they discount your own anointing that you have on you. They discount the prophetic word that comes from your mouth. They discount how, you have able to be, how you've been blessed. They discount the fact that you are a walking miracle because they become too familiar with you. See, Jesus suffered that too. They became too familiar with him. But these individuals stood out to Jesus because when everybody else didn't have faith, these men had faith. That he could witness. And because everybody around him was probably just there being looky-loos, not really believing, they stood out the fact that they had faith because it says in the word, <coughs> in Mark, the sixth chapter, it says here, he could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. But in chapter two, they had faith. They didn't speak faith. no. No. So you just can't say, I have faith. That's a good start, right? You can ask God to increase your faith. That's, that's a good place to go. But when you show God your faith, mm -hmm. <laughs> when you move in the way so God can witness your faith. So beginning of this year, starting today, starting today, we start, we're doing, we're doing three things to show God that we really believe that this is our year. Mm -hmm. Number one, we're doing a Daniel's fast. We are going to be vegans and vegetarians. Vegans? Vegan. We're going to be vegans. No dairy. No dairy for 21 days. No dairy? No, no dairy. No cheese. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, give me strength. Oh, Lord. I do good. I do good. When I got off of pork, you know, I held on strong. I was good. I was good. And but that bacon, something about that bacon, man. That bacon is from, from hell. That bacon is from the depths of the bottom of the hell, man. I'm, I couldn't get rid of that bacon. When I first, when I got rid of bacon, man, I was I was easy street then. Pork didn't mean nothing to me after bacon. And then I, I was a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian when I was in college. My fraternity, we all became vegans, and they did stages. They did stages and. It was so funny. We thought that we were moving along and we are doing the right thing. And so we were going to Popeye's getting beans and rice. Somebody said beans and rice because it's just some beans and some rice, right? Come to find out, they put some pork in those beans and that rice. Was, that's why they're so good. They were, they were making it. And then the big brothers found out we were eating Popeye's beans and rice. Oh, we caught it that day. We caught it. We caught it. We caught it. We caught it. We thought we were doing the right thing. And I, I tipped my hat to my brothers. Yesterday was our founder's day. Kemet Asin, the brotherhood of Kemet. <coughs> the first African fraternity in the country. I tipped my hat to them today. But then when I got down to this and came down to, to, to becoming a, a vegan, you know, vegetarian, you can, you know, you can have some cheese every now and again, right? 
But then it gets down to that, yeah, yeah. Then it gets down to that being a vegan. You can't have that good old extra sharp cheddar cheese anymore. But thank God for laboratories. Now we have fake cheese we can eat. Amen. Yeah, yeah praise the lamb. Yeah, yeah. So there's fake cheese out there, brother. There's fake cheese out there. But the key thing here, as I digress, was I digress, what I digress was that Jesus had a full room. Miracle number two. Mark the second chapter, the third to the fifth verse. Faith moves God. The miracle, miracle two is faith moves God into action. Your faith moves God into action. That's some miracles that happen. It reads, verse 3, Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. See, it, 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 was, it was their faith that made Jesus realize that, oh, I got something I can work with. Mm-hmm. See, your faith will move God into action by he's saying, he's got seeing you move by faith. He said, oh, now I have something to work with. Mm-hmm. Are we giving God something to work with? Or, or, or are we sitting back just being lumps on a log? Are we moving into a place that God can actually use you to, to stimulate somebody else? So you, is, God, are you, are you, is your faith big enough for God to say, I can do something with that? Amen. But that woman, that man, I, 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 I now can move a mountain because they believe enough. See, quite often we confess that we believe, but we don't have the action to support the words that come out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. We believe God is true. We believe God is real. We believe in the miracles of God, but we're not acting like we do. Mm-hmm. So you, we fast these 21 days to show God we believe. We believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. We believe. We'll fast. We pray. <clears throat> and the third thing I said we're going to do, the third thing is vision boards. Now, vision boards not, did you understand vision boards? Vision boards allow you to put things in front of your mind that change how you think about God's blessings because you visualize things and your mind is so strong it self-authenticates these things into reality when you put them forth with faith and with God. So I offer to do vision boards all week for people, all month, so the month of January, to do vision boards because I care about your success. I care about you being a success in all that you endeavor to achieve. I care that you position yourself by faith for God to move into your life. But what are you showing God that you're willing to do to be touched by him? (coughs) Excuse me. A vision board is an act. (coughs) A vision board is an act of faith. Because when you put it on there, you're saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we did our first session yesterday. And I'm going to do it again on some Thursdays and some Saturday mornings to offer maybe some Sunday afternoons to give people an opportunity in the month of January to get things right. Amen? Get it started. But your faith moves God into action. But here also what we found is God is holy. Therefore, Jesus wipes away sins prior to healing the paralyzed man. Because, see, if God is holy, therefore we must be what? Holy. Now, once he saw their faith, then he had to move them to a place of being clean. So he forgives them of their sins to give them a clean slate because not they. Not, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. He can't move a, a simple miracle. Is you know simple, but death, paralyzed, broken, busted. Those are three big miracles. Mm-hmm. It takes a certain amount of faith. It takes a certain amount of, 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 of God's anointing to flow. It makes it easy when there is clean slate. Yes. See, we can't approach God, we learn from the Holy of Holies, 
when the, when the, when the priests went into the the different stages, when they had the, the 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 sacrifices outside the tent, outside the tabernacle, and they and, and and they slaughtered the animals, and there was blood, and then they went to the next phase to the basin, and they would clean themselves, the blood off of themselves, and they could look into the basin and see the reflection in the water from the the shiny copper that was there, and then the next phase the priests would go into, they'd go into the first part of the tent, and there they made the incense and they put the 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 carcass the cork the animals the dead animals carcass carcasses I'm, 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 you know, my tongue sometimes speaks its own way and so they and to take away the older they had these incense you know even till to this day you go to a Catholic church and the priests are using incense in the place it, it, it's an old tradition and it has a reason for it because it authenticates the situation it, it, it ushers in the presence because they're now they're presiding they're moving into the presence of God and so <coughs> they need a sweet scent in the air to do so and so then you have the tools and the like they're hanging around in, in, in that part of the room but then you go into the one only one priest only one priest the high priest will go into the place called the holy of holies and they said there was where the ark of the covenant was and in the ark of the covenant was some was the scrolls and some other things in the ark of the covenant and this place said to be with two cherubim on top of it those are two two angels on top of it to guard and protect it but there inside of it was said to be where the spirit of God was and what was key about this we learned from this in antiquity learned from it here today in the modern days is that the, the priest would have to go back there and he couldn't have a speck of blood he couldn't have any sin on him not physically not physically or mentally or spiritually mm-hmm. and because to, to go in the presence of God you have to be clean and without sin yes. So here, Jesus understanding who he was, he decided that I'm, he was going to take away all of their sins because he's going to a place of holier than thou. Mm-hmm. The holy of holies. Yes, yes. So he cleansed them and wiped away their sins. See, the Jews of that day were like, how can anybody wipe away sins? Because we went through all this rigor and row, mm-hmm. killing animals, washing the basin, Wearing white robes, only one of us could go back there, and you gonna wipe away all the sins by just saying your sins forgiven? Man, you tripping? <laughs> who is this man? Who, who is he? Who are you to do this? Right, he's a Lord. First Peter one sixteen seventeen says this. Well, fifteen sixteen seventeen. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. That's what it says. The word says that. Jesus, in the midst of his enemies, knew the scriptures, and, and the, as the Messiah, the leaders, and the, as the Messiah, and as the leaders of the, of the synagogues, where they did not accept Jesus as the Lord, and Jesus viewed his actions as that of any being in the presence of his enemy. Mm-hmm. See, if you're not with God, you against him. And Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us while he's here. Mm-hmm. He kept true to the scriptures by eliminating all of the sin, making the men of faith clean. He forgave his sins. The scripture says here in Deuteronomy, the 23rd chapter and the 14th verse, it says, For the Lord your God moves about in your camp to protect you and to deliver your enemies to you. Catch this. Your camp must be holy so that he will not see among you anything indecent and turn away from you. (laughs) Your camp must be holy. See, he'll deliver you in the presence of your enemies, but you have to be holy. So what he did was he made them holy by forgiving them of their sins. Woo! Faith. <laughs> Jesus forgave his sins. Miracle 3, Jesus forgave their sins. Mark 2, 6 and 7. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. We can forgive sins, but who can forgive sins but God alone? The book of Luke asked to the fame of Jesus in the book of Luke, and we all know this, by sharing an experience 
verse prior to meeting up with a paralyzed man. See, this, this story of what Jesus has done is, is found in three of the Gospels. And in, 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 in the book of Luke, it's found in the book of Luke as well. But that's in Luke, the sixth chapter or so. But before it gets to Luke in the book of Luke, Jesus does some things that make him, him more famous um, and, and, and brings him some more credibility to those who come in contact with him. Luke, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse, says, 16th verse says this. Mm-hmm. It says, Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. That's his hometown. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as his, was his custom. The custom was to go into synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and, he, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Isaiah chapter 61, he was handed to him and he said this. Rolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the freedom for, for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Come on, somebody. Amen. And to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So before he even got to this situation where he's with the man on the mat, Jesus already said, come on now somebody, I love this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has anointed me for this. God has anointed you for victory. He's anointed you. We ask for God's anointing more than anything else because once you're anointed, you're crowned mm-hmm. with victory. And what you set out to do, you will accomplish it for him. That's the anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. See, what Jesus was saying, showing to them was, I'm in my hometown and most people don't believe, but let me tell you, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he gets to a room with a bunch of people who are gathered around, but most of them don't even believe. They just they hear it because they heard he was famous. He's famous. This is Jesus, the one who went to the synagogue and told them in their face that I am God. <laughs> and so everybody gathered around just to see. They, weren't there to, they didn't believe. They wanted to see. Mm-hmm. and so when the men showed faith it was like oh I got something to work with we got to increase our faith we got to get our sins forgiven so we can move into the presence of God and once your sins are forgiven go get you some mm-hmm. go after it get your miracle Yes, yes. go get it go get it God is looking for somebody who's willing to go and get it so in 2020, man, get your fast together. Daniel's fast. We made it easy for you. At least you can eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's some fast you can't even eat. That's true. That's right. That's true. But Daniel got a lot done in 21 days. You know, Daniel's fast came about because Daniel was being, you know, he was going through some difficult times and he made this prayer. And he made this prayer. He sent it out. And for 21 days, he was waiting for a response. So, so he, he fasted for 21 days. But he needed something great to happen in his life. So he, he just ate vegetables. He put away, they said, the good food. And he ate the vegetables, which is really the better food. But he, he ate that. Mm-hmm. When the angel of the Lord came back to him and said, man, <laughs> thank you for fasting. <laughs> we get to see your faith. But it's soon. I'm, this is Barrett's um, um, interpretation version of it. <laughs> we see your faith, but man, we when you set the prayer up, I, we haven't heard you, mm-hmm. and your prayer was answered. But see, it was his act of faith mm-hmm. that confirmed his miracle was going to happen. The angel Gabriel said, my man, I was busy um, fighting the king of Persia. The way you said, right? Mm-hmm. Where's Persia today? Iran. Mm-hmm. I was busy fighting the king of Persia, but I had to call my brother Michael, who was the angel of, archangel of war, to come <laughs> and handle my business. Then I could come and be with you. See, that's why we fast. 
It's an act of faith showing God that we believe that the prayers we render today on this day, so make your prayers today, get your list of prayers today, and spend 21 days believing God for it. Position yourself, take your mat, write your prayers out, get your vision board out, make a list today, and for 21 days, trust God to answer those things. You need to move your mat in the way of God. He needs to know that you really believe. He needs to know that you really trust him. Show in 20, make this, de make not this year, make this decade the year that you just see victory after victory after victory, miracle after miracle after miracle. Get into it now. Mm -hmm. Woo! I'm excited about mine. I don't know about you. I just saw what God's doing for me. I just saw a vision of his glory happen for me. I don't know about you. I'm envisioning the, the, the whoo, I see it right now. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Miracle number four. Whew. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Whew. Miracle four. Jesus prophetically knew that they were thinking what they were thinking. Jesus prophetically knew what they were thinking. Miracle number four. <clears throat> you can find these sermon notes on our website, empowerliving.church, mm -hmm. and go to Sunday's, Sunday's tab which is over to the right if you're on your home computer, but behind Sunday's tab, and then you will uh, see the sermon notes. You can follow along. I should have told you that earlier. But miracle number four, miracle number four, uh, Mark, the second chapter, verse eight through nine, it says this, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and take your mat and walk. Prophesying is real. Mm -hmm. Prophesying is real. In 2020, we intend to raise up some prophets in this, in this house to move God's people forward. Amen. See, prophecy is real. And, and it, it, it takes one to surrender unto God so that you can hear his voice clearly with clarity and precision. And then to speak into God's people what thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus shown, proved today that he was a prophet as well because, catch this, he said, um, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. They didn't say it. They didn't say it aloud. Earlier it says, earlier it says, uh, verse 6, it says, now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Thinking to themselves, they weren't even they weren't even talking about it, you know, openly. It was in their hearts what they were thinking about. This man has lost his ever picking mind. <coughs> you know how you sit around and you see somebody do something crazy, and you say, you in your in your mind, you're like, man, these people they they, they tripping. Mm -hmm. You you know you, we all do it. We all do it. You know. I, I, Rachel jokes and teases me because we were in Chicago on Christmas and they were doing fireworks and 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 I I, I do this on occasions I try to save people I'm a, I'm a, you know I'm a hero I'm a hero I'm a hero but I was trying to save people and, uh, and 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 we were getting ready for the fireworks and this kid was with some of his friends some ladies and some guys and he decided that he was going to get on a fence and and down below was a, a big drop and he decided he was going to sit up on this fence and play and in my mind I said this boy lost his ever picking mind <laughs> but, I, but if he falls I'm going to have to get dirty myself and go down there and save him because that's the type of hero I am I'm the type of hero I am amen 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 <laughs> But I got upset. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I went and I grabbed him. I don't know him. I just grabbed him. I said, hey, man, get off. Get off. You are not going to ruin my night. Get up off this fence. Because it means that, what did I say? Something like that, right? I said, get, I said, get, get off, man. He's like, what? I said, get off, man. I'm not going down there to save you. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes people do some crazy stuff that impacts your own individual life. Yeah. Because if you jump into the river, man, come on, man. Golly. Now I'm going to jump into the river. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So don't, don't, don't jump into the river. <laughs> come here, come here, come here. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know you can't swim, Rachel. Why you want to get in the canoe? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, 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 no. I got to jump into the river. <laughs> and save you. She tells me she can swim. I have never seen her swim. I'm waiting to see her swim. I don't want to find out when the canoe tips over. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, because I'm, I'm going to save my baby, though. I'm going to save my baby. I'm going to save my baby. I'm going to save my baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jesus, the fourth miracle was Jesus knew what they were saying. He was prophetic in understanding what they were saying before they even said it. They didn't even catch the fact that he had prophetically heard their hearts. Mm -hmm. See, in 2020, we want to move people into a place that you can hear from God and that you can prophetically speak into your own situation. That you speak into your own, I'm going to say this, that you can speak into your own situation. And change the hearts of men. Change how God is viewing you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Be prophetic. Miracle number five. We're getting to a close. God will heal you to show others he's God. <laughs> yes. You know, your faith will be utilized. I said before, God, Jesus said, I have somebody I can use. He can use them to encourage the other people who didn't believe that he was Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. Mark 2, verse 10 through 12, it says, But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Woo. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they, were, and they praised God, saying, We've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen anything like this before. See, in the midst of this household here, in this house, in this tent, whatever they were, in this, uh, this, this Israeli this is, is Capernaum uh, condo. They sitting around wherever they are. Two, uh, uh, what they call it now a, a ranch. This Capernaum ranch house sitting there at one level. People around him who didn't really believe they were there just to be looky loos to see who he was. Jesus knew that a prophet was our honor in his own house, in his own home, even amidst his own relatives. So those were gathered there. He healed this one particular person with authority. And they were like, how can he have such authority? Because last year we pulled old boy out, the high priest, you know, we pulled him out because he, he, he fell dead back there in the Holy of Holies. He had sin. If that was the case, we, he would have said, take away my sin, God, so he could live. But he didn't do it. Ooh, no man can do that. How can he do this? So Jesus had to, be, to change the ones who were right there with him, who knew him the most, who, you know, your family knows your good and your family knows your... Your family knows what your daddy's daddy did and think that you're going to have the same thing in your own lineage. You know, his daddy was trifling and his daddy's daddy was trifling, so he therefore he must be trifling too. <coughs> And you go to family unions with this burden already on you. They just meet you for the first time. Oh, I know your daddy's daddy. Ah, <laughs> oh, he wasn't about nothing either. You know what I'm saying? You know, am, I, am, I keeping the, am I telling the truth? <coughs> you know. Oh, I remember when you were five. Well, I'm 45 now. What are you talking about? How are you going to hold me accountable for when I was five? I had to whoop you then. But you can't whoop me now. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> People hold on to your past yeah. like it's your present. Right. Now understanding that you've got a great future ahead of you. Right. See, God will come in and turn your past into a place of forgetfulness because he ain't going to remember it. The word says, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. Mm -hmm. He don't want to remember them either. Once you come new in Christ, you're a new creation. Mm -hmm. You're a new creature. You're new. So I'm mean, here looking at your past. So your family, though, your friends, those closest to you, when you come too familiar with them, they don't see the promises of God upon you. And it takes more to move them. As a church planter, we struggle with the fact of becoming too familiar with people because when we start, there's not a thousand of us. 
My, my pastor in Los Angeles has 28,000 members. He is holy. He is holy because he don't get to know all 28,000. <laughs> You're not getting too familiar with a man. You got 28,000 members. He may know 300 to 1,000. But other than that, you not you can't get too familiar with him. But if you only got a, a, a few hundred, uh, less than a hundred people, people think they know you. But so you got to increase one's faith. We have to increase our faith. There are a thousand churches in Charlotte, a thousand. Mm -hmm. And if we're just one, we have to position ourselves with a place of great faith to move the mountains in our lives. Amen? Because people think they know you. They hear you at church plant, they think they know you. You're two years old, they think they know you. They don't really know you. They don't see the future God has for you. That's right. Amen? Yeah. Give me some, give me some. Okay. Verse, in, Mark, in Matthew, the ninth chapter, I'll move somewhere else. We're in Mark 2, but Matthew ninth chapter, Tells, talks about the same story that I'm sharing with you today. And in the, in, in the seventh and eighth verse says this, then the man got up and went home. Talking about the man, the paralyzed man. When the crowd saw this, this is what, he, this is what Matthew witnessed. They said, they were filled with awe. And they praised God who had given such authority to man. God has given you authority to speak into your situation to say get up and walk into your miracle get up and walk with your miracle get up and establish that business get up and go after that career get up and go after that spouse get up and move your situation get up and walk yes. into your future amen amen not letting your past hold you down. You've been set free. So we got to walk as though we've been set free. See, the paralyzed man, when he got healed, he was healed. But he was still sitting there like he was paralyzed. See, Jesus had to tell him to get up and walk. Some of us are walking, sitting around here already healed, already with great visions, already with great plans, already with the tools for your own success in your homes and with your kids, in your workplace, in your businesses, in your careers, in your election. You already have been blessed with a miracle. God has already given you the authority to walk in, with, with your miracle. So get up and walk. In 2020, get up and walk. Walk like God has already come into your life. Get up and walk. See, Mark 2 and 12, it says this. The paralyzed man, he got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. In the midst of doubters, See, Jesus was in the midst of doubters who didn't believe who he said he was. They were there to see him fail more to see him succeed. And so what he did was he found somebody who had great faith. Who, and, he, and he used those four and that one who had great faith, who put themselves in the way of Jesus so that Jesus could see their faith. And then by seeing their faith, he forgave them of their sins. He, he wiped them away because God is holy. Therefore, I must be holy. They must be holy. And so he had to move something miraculous like moving from the dead, moving from being paralyzed. Many of us are stuck in the analysis which causes us to be paralyzed because we're thinking things through when God is saying get up and walk Amen. get up and walk with the authority that I've given to you already when you were sick I healed you when you were broke I paid that bill for you when, you, when your business was failing I gave you clients have you forgotten who you are you are already saved sanctified set apart and been given a miracle so get up and walk. Stop acting as though you're paralyzed. You've already been healed. Woo!
I don't know about you, but 2020 is my year that I'm going after it for God. Amen. I'm not holding back anything for God. I'm, I'm, I'm letting loose. I'm shaking off my shackles. I'm not letting my mind keep me encaged in where I, I, I see myself today. I, I see greater in me because my God is greater that's in me. Come on, somebody. Amen. And as that being the case, I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to walk into my miracle. I'm going to walk into my promises that God has already laid out for me. He's already healed my mind. He's already healed my body. He's already healed my spirit. He, if he's done it for me, he's done it for you too. He's already healed your body. He's already healed your mind. He's already healed your spirit. He's already empowered you with the tools to succeed. He's already provided you a miracle. What he's saying to you this year is to get up and walk. And let everyone see the miracle in you. Because see, your life, your life, God saved you. God provided a miracle for you. So that others can see who God is. So you have to share your testimony. You have to give your witness. You have to understand that when you're blessed, it's up to you for others to see because you're encouraging those behind you. You're encouraging those in your family, in your house, in your church, in your workplace, in your business. You're encouraging others. So be a great witness in 2020. Be a great witness in 2020. Stay the course and watch and see God deliver you from it all. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you this hour, dear Lord. Thank you for healing our minds and our bodies. Thank you for changing the way that we think, that we walk with the understanding that we've been delivered, set aside, and provided for. In 2020, this new year, this new decade, Father, we we walk with the authority that you've given to us. Oh, thank you, God, for healing us. For expanding our territories, dear Lord. That we may do greater work for you. That others will see the king that you are in our lives. The savior you are in our lives. The deliverer that you are in our lives. The sanctifier that you are in our lives. The forgiver that you are in our lives. The magnifier that you are in our lives. The catapulter that you are in our lives. The multiplier that you are in our lives. Dear Father, we come before you now thanking you in advance for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. Thank you for joining us here at the ELC, the Apollo Living Church, where we are striving to, to be more spiritually sound, more educationally sound, and more spiritually sound for the glory and the goodness and greatness of God. Join us here every Sunday at 1030 and Tuesdays at 630 for our Empowered Living Bible Study, Empowered Tuesdays. Amen? This is Pastor Barrett. Let me tell you this, and I mean it. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. God bless.